After his successful career in the information technology industry, managing large teams, delivery of IT projects, operational excellence, and customer delight for large banking captives for over two and a half decades, she switched her career to work in the space of gender diversity and headed the jobs for her foundation. In the 18 months that she single-handedly headed the not-for-profit foundation, which was set up to bridge the gender gaps in India, she built a unique brand, numerous partnerships, and a large community of women who experienced a variety of learning interventions through workshops, conferences, trainings, and hands-on projects. She's now a freelance consultant and conducts various training programs and workshops on leadership and behaviors. She also coaches people to progress in their careers. She's Nirja Ganesh. Sneha Ganesh is a second-year undergrad student pursuing a triple major degree in math, stats, and computer science. She is passionate about all the things that deal with data technology, and she's also a fast learner who loves experimenting with new technologies as well as coding. She has a keen interest in digital media as well as retail analytics and aspires to work as a data analyst in these fields. She's an absolute social bird who loves connecting with new people, enjoying in activities with groups, and is deeply passionate about leadership, storytelling, and networking. She spends a lot of time with books and wants to travel the world too. So folks, you might be wondering, why did I introduce two names today, Nirja Ganesh and Sneha Ganesh? As you are seeing, we are going to have two guests at the same time for the first time in the history of TGV. Not only that, these two wonderful women are mother-daughter duo. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. This is your host, Navin Samala, and I'm a fellow IT professional, but extremely passionate about learning. That's why I'm hosting this show. And in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches or students like Sneha across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And folks, you'll acquire more knowledge for every minute by tuning into TGV than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today, we are going to discuss a topic, building your brand through content. You know, content generation has become a buzzword and each one of us is empowered to create the content in this content creation economy. And it is very important for each one of us to understand how we can build a brand through content. And we are pleased to have Neeraja and Sneha part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Neeraja and Sneha, hearty welcome to TGV. And we are hosting a mother-daughter duo together for the first time on TGV. Super, super excited to have you guys here. And before that, I would like to mention, we interviewed uh, Soumya Narayanan and Kavya Narayanan. Both are mother and daughter, but their episodes were aired at different point in time and on different topics. But today, for the first time, we are doing a single topic. And having both of you on this show together is like a eye candy for me. So let's get started. Welcome. Welcome to TGV. Thank you so much, Naveen. Uh, you know, uh, when I hear my own introduction from someone else, I 
for a minute think is that me <laughs> and then when i hear sneha's introduction like that i said is that her <laughs> so thank you you know for making us feel so special and uh, we we always you know enjoy when the two of us are on camera like this together because anyways in the house we are together and you know fighting it out <laughs> but we'll try to be as cordial as possible <laughs> on the screen thank you for the opportunity awesome thank you yeah. so much navin so yes just like how mom just said Yeah, these days you know how now I get confused. I say, "Mom, do I say Nija?" I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so yes, it's a really amazing opportunity to have both of us here together. Thank you for inviting us. All right, yeah, pleasure hosting you guys. And uh, we are going to alternate the questions. Okay, I'm going to ask Nija specifically, and Sneha, I'm going to ask you separately, so that we don't step on each other's shoes. All right. So first question goes to Mother Nija. Can we talk? very briefly about top 3 things that have helped in your career so far because you had amazing and illustrious two and a half decades of career journey and after that you ventured into jobs for her and started working on this gender diversity and various other initiatives empowering women out there sure uh, thank you thank you for that question and uh, on on many of the you know talk shows that i have been you know that's the question that comes up and i always try to make it a little more interesting otherwise people who listen to me every time will you know know my story by heart so you know i thought i should bring in a twist every time i introduce myself so let me tell you that my first job was as a programmer and i started working uh, when i was studying so i was doing a four semester course from niit i'm talking about the early 1990s uh when it was you know the beginning of the it boom in our country uh so along with the course i got this job in sonata as a programmer so that's how my 25 years of an it career has spanned uh and then i moved to this company called as manhattan associates uh, after 2 years so uh, let me uh, narrate a very um, interesting story about that and the learning with that uh of course i got a massive you know increase in the you know salary that was offered to me by manhattan uh, and uh, actually i was applying for almost a year and in those days it was paper applications you printed the bio data somewhere you go get it printed put it in an envelope posted it and then you waited for a response and no response would come largely no response would come once in a while one letter would come saying we have kept it in our data bank and i never understood what it meant so i got this offer from manhattan associates and immediately a couple of days later i was in call for another interview Uh, at another company and i told them that i have this offer they made it much better so i called up because the value system in me didn't uh, allow me to just go away uh, to the new company i called up manhattan associates and i told the amd that i have this offer he said why don't you come and you know meet and he this is what he told me he said nirja i can always match this offer all right uh, nothing is going to stop me from that but the only thing i would say is if i were to match that offer now and give you that additional money now in 6 years time we'll have a performance appraisal and the entire organization will go through a salary hike and i know you're going to perform brilliantly but i won't be able to give you that kind of a salary hike because i'm already bringing you at a high so both you and me will be paying that after the 6 months of effort we couldn't reward you. so i could do two things take you at a higher salary or you come at the salary that i offered you and uh, after 6 months i know that you know you will perform brilliantly and you will get a hike that you have never imagined i chose to join manhattan associates and true to his word in 6 months he doubled my salary so you know one of the things that i tell people is that uh, money is yes we need it i'm not going to deny that but it's not money alone that is the deciding factor 
there are a lot of other things that you look at when opportunities come your way, when you're applying for jobs or you're shopping for jobs, because that has become a trend today, right? The great resignation tells us that, you know, there is such a demand that people are just hopping, you know, even during the notice period. Look at the values of the organization. Look at your own values, because it is a long haul. Right. It is not going to be, you know, two jobs in 10 years. It is a long haul and people will remember you for the values that you showcase. So that is definitely one of the things that I would like to, you know, leave a, a message with. And that's something that I have always followed. The second thing that I say is always prioritize. And that has helped me through my career. So as a woman, everyone will always ask, you know, oh, how did you manage your career? Our work-life balance would always have been a struggle and things like that. From the very beginning, I have always prioritized what is it that I want, one, two, three, four. And family has always come as, you know, the highest priority for me. When I mean family has always come at a highest priority, it didn't mean that, you know, I didn't look at career seriously. Of course, I didn't look at career seriously. But the kinds of roles that I chose depended on my family situation at that point in time. So, you know, when I went to work at ANZ, which was my next job after Manhattan Associates, uh, it was in uh, from 1996 onwards for 16 years I stayed there. There was enough and more opportunities to travel abroad. But uh, for me, I felt because my husband couldn't have traveled with me. He runs his own business here. I felt was the point of a marriage where I'm living there and he's living here. So I chose roles which were okay, you know, to kind of keep me in Bangalore. It might have taken my career a little back, you know, a little. But over the 25 years, I've made up. Because, you know, there will come a point in time when it was okay for me to do those travel assignments. Similarly, when Sneha was born or, you know, there were periods during her growth, you know, teenage has been very difficult time for us. Uh, so I felt that I need to, you know, spend more time with her and things like that. So prioritize. Be very clear, one, two, three, overall, what your priorities are and then make your decisions. All It will always take you in the right. And the last one that I will definitely say is speak up, speak up, which also largely, you know, I don't see women do. I say, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you want to say something, you want to ask for something, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe they won't get it. Maybe you'll be asked to shut up. That's all. Nobody's going to kill you because you spoke up, right? So I actually was a very timid, shy girl. And I've transformed to this, you know, assertive leader today because there was a time in ANZ when I spoke up because I felt there was something which was not going right. And the MD at that point in time actually listened to me and brought about a major transformation in the organization. And then I have never stopped speaking. So that those are the three things that I would leave uh, the audience with. And yeah, that's been my journey. And eventually I've moved from IT to the various things that uh, Naveen introduced me for. Thank you. That's amazing and very illustrious. Thank you for sharing those uh, three things that have helped you. And now, uh, Sneha, I think you want to become a data analyst, right? So what are top three things that you have started doing in order to land in your dream job? All right. I'm not going to specifically answer this from the perspective of a data scientist, because as much as I am aspiring to become a data analyst, like you said in the introduction, I'm passionate about hordes of other things. And I try to do as much of everything else that I can also do. So I think for me, one thing that has, um, the first and foremost thing that's always helped me is jumping onto any and every opportunity that comes my way without saying no to it, no matter how much I know and how much I do not know. 
And as a very simple example for this, I was not somebody who used to do public speaking so avidly till about like 10th grade, 11th grade. I, I used to love it, but I used to be hopelessly scared about it and I would never ever do it. And then when I was finally in 11th grade, I had this one teacher who pushed me into a debate competition. She pushed me because she knew I could do well. And also because we had nobody else who could represent the college at that point. She said, just go do it. And I said, all right. And as usual, I was super nervous. And then I went up on stage and that was my first ever debate. And I backed the first prize. All right. So like I was saying, right, um, I wasn't somebody who did it that often. But that one opportunity to go up on stage and speak, if I had said no to that opportunity, I wouldn't be doing what I am doing today. Today, you put me anywhere, I will call the stage my home and I will say there's a group of people, a stage and a mic. I am at the maximum level of comfort. That's how much I love doing it today. So that is the first thing. Do not say no to the opportunity because you have no clue where it's going to land you up. So yes, the second thing I was saying is that, um, so like I was saying, one thing I have noticed a lot of people my age do is um, when they're in college, they're only focusing on things which are relevant to the course that they're doing or relevant to a career path they may be aspiring to pursue in the future. But that I feel that is something I never did because for one, as much as I knew that I love computer science and technology and data so much, it did not stop me from exploring other avenues. I'm also huge when it comes to speaking. I'm also, I love writing. I explore all kinds of creative aspects as well. So not shying away from other things which may not be very much aligned to your domain is also equally important because I feel that has helped me holistically develop myself, which is something which will be required in my career as I move on. And the last thing I will say is upskilling, upskilling and upskilling. No matter the age, no matter where you are in your career, it is of utmost importance. The number of courses I've done, especially with everything being online right now, the kind of skills I've gained across domains, across career paths, each one of it has given me a new perspective. All of it's still adding up into the career that I do aspire to get into the job that I do want to do as a data analyst. But each of these little elements has added on to that overall dish, making it so much, so much more rich and flavorful. I'm loving your passion, actually. The way you're speaking is very electrifying, I would say. I don't know if you speak to people of your age group, they might get supercharged and all. Very nice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Nirja, now going back to you. See, this is, again, as I introduced, content is the king, right? That's what people are telling. And there are so many influencers who are becoming these millionaires and all. Why content has become so important? So let me first start with why have I become a content creator, right? I remember uh, when I uh, was heading the jobs for her foundation, I used to get invited to uh, all these uh, conferences and uh, to speak. And um, whenever I spoke, the audience would come back to me later and say that uh, they've never heard of, uh, you know, things like this. They've not heard of someone presenting it like this because my narrative is always in a storytelling format. So it would be experience sharing. And so if people could relate to it. So if Nirja has gone through something and then she tried out something because of which there was a transformation, they felt they could also do it. So when I started realizing that my five minutes of experience share could bring about such a transformation in audiences, I thought I must do more of it. And how do you do more of it? I mean, I can only get invited to that many number of conferences and it was pre-COVID. So you really had to go physically to you know places. So I said, let me start writing. Because that way I can reach larger audiences. 
Uh, and I don't have a blog site even today. Then I started writing on LinkedIn. I started writing on guest blog sites and things like that. That's how, you know, the writing journey started. And 2020 was a phenomenal year uh, for in terms of opportunities, because almost every week I was getting invited to speak at some place or the other. And uh, so I think I generated a lot of content that way. So I have to first differentiate between a content creator uh, I mean, you spoke about an influencer, but let me also bring about the difference between a content creator and a pure influencer, right? What does an influencer do? Of course, the influencer has reached the influencer mark because of certain content that he or she has developed. So Naveen has been developing this podcast series and hence, you know, Naveen is known, the guiding voice is known as, you know, the top uh, podcast. But there are people who then start using or calling Naveen to promote something, right? That's that's what an influencer is all about. So when Neeraja Ganesh gets invited to promote something, promote a book or, uh, you know, write a foreword for a book, while there is, you know, the good intent that uh, Neeraja is probably a thought leader in this space and what she says will only uh, mean that the book meets its purpose, but it is also because if I say something, 100 more people will listen to me because that many more followers I have. Right. So that's the influencer. At some point in time, you will stop creating your content, but you're really going to use others content and start promoting it. So that's the difference to start with. But I would tell people to be very careful on this journey uh, while influencers are making a lot of money. Uh, and you can choose to be, you know, choose that career path if you want to. Please remember that you are your own brand. So in some way, don't dilute it. Uh, so uh, I will go and talk about women and careers and student and opportunities and everything in that space. But what is happening of late is people are approaching me around anything and everything. And they say, will you come and, you know, uh, do a session or, you know, talk about this. For example, there was a platform that talks about women's health. Again, in the women's space, but it is women's health. And say, will you come and, you know, say something about this platform? And I said, I don't think people will connect with it. If I come and say something about that platform being on women's health, I don't think they will connect because till now I've been speaking about something else about women, women and careers and opportunities. So I don't want to dilute my brand. At the same time, I don't want to leave a different message to somebody else and confuse them, right? So that's definitely a difference and something which each of us has to remember when you go on the content journey. Uh, and uh, I will just leave this by uh, saying that uh, it is very, very important uh, to have your own brand. And that is achieved by content, whichever way you decide, whether you want to write a blog, whether you want to write on social media, you want to appear on podcasts, you want to have your own podcast series, you want to write a book. There are plenty of content options available today. But please be true to who you are and what you are. Be authentic. Don't try to become somebody else just because that sells. Okay. And that's the difference uh, for many people who have always, you know, uh, they may never have seen me, but they have just read what I have written. They say that authenticity, you know, shows from you know, what I write also. So please be authentic. And uh, people will genuinely connect with you and you will be that content creator and influencer at the same time. Such a beautiful illustration. I loved every bit of it. And thanks for clarifying in terms of how 
somebody may choose to an influencer first be an authentic content creator and then you'll get to a stage where somebody else comes and asks you to promote awesome so on that note um, uh, i was watching your recent uh, video on content is the king and all you mentioned uh, briefly about this uh, create content to foster the relationships right so what's your take in in terms of how do i create a content so that i, I can build on my network because i've been following you since 2020 and you your network has almost doubled right and i see a lot of insightful messages and i think uh, it is better to get an answer from a person like you who is a live example uh, thank you navin uh, so networking is a favorite topic of mine uh, so <laughs> i in my you know cv i say networking is one of my signature talks so let's understand the definition of networking then i will talk about how content can help us you know uh, with the networking and actually fostering relationships so my definition of networking and if you ask anyone who's a pro networker will say that networking is all about what you can do for somebody else so that is something which people have to first remember it is not about i will meet navin only because navin can do this for me then you know you are not networking and you, it will not go a very long way that particular relationship even if you try to build it's not going to go a very long way but if you were to you know look at uh, navin and uh, say okay how can i help navin what is he after uh, so for example kavita why did she refer me to you like th- th- there's nothing that she is getting out of it and i think you you and i are probably going to get something out of it which is uh, being part of this uh, you know podcast but both are missions are same it is to educate inspire motivate the rest of the world and so let's come together and do something a very selfless motive in this correct so networking is that it is about what can i do for the other person similarly when you write content of course you know today when you do on social media i know that there is always a call to action you will write and then you will say come listen to me come buy my book come visit my website come listen to my podcast there is nothing wrong with that eventually you do want to lead audiences towards that but what is the first four lines that you write over there unless and until those four five ten lines catch somebody's attention nobody is going to come to the last line right so use that to give something to the audience what can you give knowledge why does anyone come and spend time on anybody's content it is because you are getting inspired you are getting motivated you are learning something and you are going to put that to use the rest of the day in the rest of the months and transform your life so before you reach that last line where you are saying come read my book come to my podcast come watch my video or website can you write something which is which which really you know energizes the other person in context of whatever is the call to action so that's one of the ways you actually design your content okay then the other thing that people say is there are algorithms right this is the way you structure algorithms which will say that put at least five hashtags tag at least 10 people put it out at this time of the day or night maybe there are algorithms you know i'm not denying it but just don't tag 10 people randomly they need to know why you're tagging them there has to be some purpose for them also so for example the the day this particular podcast will go live on the public domain i will also promote it as you will navin but what i will do is i will write something meaningful then i will say to listen to the entire conversation please come to this particular link and i'll probably tag 
10 of your earlier guests. Okay. Now that is meaningful tagging because I am saying these guests appeared in the same podcast prior and I'm trying to build a network with them. And they will also want to, you know, build this relationship with me because we have something now in common. Naveen Samala and this podcast, The Guiding Voice, correct? Uh, and that's how content helps network. Now, in terms of fostering relationships, networking is, okay, you build that first connect. You have to actually continue that, nurture that relationship over a period of time. How do you do that? In real life, when you have met the person, you are going to listen to, find out what is this person's aspiration? What are the challenges this person is going through? Because only then you can help the other person. Networking is about helping the other person. So similarly, fostering that relationship is about helping them in some way. So you can help by uh, resharing somebody's content. You are building, you know, a better relationship because, you know, why should, you know, I reshare Sneha's, you know, Sneha happens to be daughter, but somebody else's content. I'm wanting to foster that relationship. So tagging people meaningfully and, you know, resharing others' content or speaking about So when I'm speaking, I always narrate stories. So if I'm narrating somebody's story, then tagging that person along, okay, also is, you know, an effective way of fostering relationships. So I will quickly end the answer to this question by narrating a story about this lady who called me yesterday, okay? The common factor between her and me was that two years ago, both of us had won an award, so Women's Web is a, you know, large women's platform that exists and it develops a lot of content, right? So they run a yearly award, uh, you know, on various categories. I had one in one category and this lady had one in another category. So what do I do? I, uh, you know, actually uh, connect with all these people on social media. Whoever had won the awards, I connected with them on LinkedIn. All right. And when I put out, you know, acknowledgement of my award, I tagged all of them and I said, congratulations to you. Okay. So I built that network. And yesterday she called me and she said, she's now currently working with some education initiative. And she feels that I could help her with that. Now look at eventually how that network is transforming into an opportunity for me. And both of us are getting together to work on it. Where was that? It was an award post, but today we are going to work together. So that's how you meaningfully network and foster relationships, even using content. Absolutely. I think uh, this is a perfect example how we can go places. And I can also share a lot of uh, stories in terms of how we are networking and expanding our relationship beyond podcasts. Like, for example, uh, Kavita, Kavita was not hosted on TGV, but she keeps giving me the guest and all. And I help her get some leads on her business. Likewise. And as you rightly mentioned, it's not always taking, right? We have to give and take. Then the relation might uh, go a longer way, right? And I would like to take this opportunity to mention about Subha Lakshminar Siman. I'm sure you must be knowing uh, Subha. Uh, we hosted Subha way back in uh, 2020 for the first time. And since then, I think she gave us at least 50, 60 guests. Whoever she finds uh, insightful, if somebody thinks, okay, he or she is going to add value, she simply drafts a note. I mean, you, you may want to do this, right? It, it, it is going a long way. And in fact, uh, we also recently started hosting these uh, TED Circles meetings and all, right? We meet on uh, for a particular purpose wherein we get involved in this uh, monthly group conversation. But those relations are going a long way. We are 
getting into this pro bono consulting opportunities if somebody says hey you know we have a paid opportunity versus pro bono opportunity do you want to chime in and we get responses in just like that within 3 minutes or 5 minutes and everybody will be surprised when somebody approaches me hey i want a speaker on emotional intelligence i'll just put it in the group and that guy will be surprised oh my god you are like an encyclopedia but yeah networking really works and thanks for that enlightening uh, uh, conversation and uh, very detailed answer around that so neerja you mentioned about generating some mu- meaningful content and all and we also touched upon this aspect of uh, algorithm beat on linkedin or youtube wherever you go they have their own set of algorithms which are working based on hashtags or based on the kind of reach that happens within the first uh, hour or first two hours uh, and it is going to make that particular post viral okay now sneha this particular hashtags taking utmost precedence in these algorithms right i would like to ask this question to you i'm i'm sure you may be very active in terms of finding some great hashtags and tagging them and using them along with your posts and all so can you share with our listeners in terms of where do we find these great hashtags and what is the ideal number of hashtags we should include in any post so thank you navin like you mentioned right hashtags seem to form this very important part of the algorithm which is helping boost the post boost the number of views on the post the engagement on the post the number of people it manages to reach out to etc and that we are not going to disagree about it because yes uh, if the algorithm is working the hashtags are also doing their job but again it's not the hashtags alone that we need to be focusing on so when you say when somebody asks me that what's the optimum number of hashtags or optimum kind of hashtags i would say don't look at those hashtags first first look at what is it that you're trying to tell people So if I'm going to be writing a post today saying I was invited on Naveen's podcast and I spoke about X Y Z and it was such a wonderful experience the reason I'm doing it one of course is for people to go and listen to this episode of the podcast but more than that it is also for people to know if somebody um, somebody doesn't know Neeja Sneha and Naveen is not know about the podcast but still wants to learn about that say content the hashtag which is in my post should be adhered to it in such a way that a person who's even looking for something about content is able to land up in my post and get the link to this podcast so they can go and listen so there is generally no optimum number of hashtags or optimum kind of hashtags it is all very very dependent on what you are trying to target your audience and the kind of content you are writing naturally on social media there are some really big hashtags which are followed by a lot of people usually when it comes to technology there's data science ai and all of it and each field has their own set of hashtags that way and sometimes i've seen people just picking up these hashtags and putting it into their post just because it has a very large number of followers but that does not do much because the point of the hashtag is for people to be directed to your post in such a manner that they are able to derive a meaningful insight from it So if I am looking for content and I land up on a post about AI what is the use right so that is not the point and even the platform is not going to boost your post just because of that so when you're putting that hashtag there one make sure it is very much in line with what you are actually writing about and when people say optimum number do not really cloud your post with hashtags so usually four to five hashtags is a maximum because all of us have seen hashtags are highlighted in blue so just imagine running up on a thing and saying half blue and half black content and hashtag it's very annoying right again four to five very very relevant and specific hashtags which will help your users go and find your content that is what is optimal awesome so just don't copy paste whatever you find and just because 
<laughs> it has so many number of followers and all yeah because probably you might get attention for the first time but once people realize right you might lose that particular trust element awesome yeah that's a great tip <laughs> sneha and on a lighter note nirja like i was going through your profile and i watched couple of videos and all there is some significance to this uh, number 40 in your life right could you share with our audience what is this 40 about oh well i'm 50 okay so let me start there <laughs> i just crossed the 40s <laughs> all right uh, so uh, you know uh, i was you know i just just came across very coincidentally that uh, because i'm on so many podcast i get invited to podcast videos yeah and all of that uh, and i always do this uh, you know when i promote it i always go and tag the previous um, you know set of guests who've been there i realized on many of them i've been the 40th guest <laughs> so that i don't know navi whether that's true of this or you really cross many more episodes but that has happened in quite a few times <laughs> okay i'm the 40th guest <laughs> but beyond that this number 40 recently has a very special uh, you know thing in my life so i uh, got uh, featured on a book uh, which is called magical 40 at 40 uh, so there were 40 women who been featured on this book this book has been uh, you know uh, published by this organization called as career after family uh, and uh, they're doing a lot of good work kavita agarwal is the founder of that platform and uh, they decided to publish a book um, uh, this year not this year last year was the work in progress and this year of course it launched i think because of the covid things got a little delayed so last year i was still in my 40s so 40 and 40 so they were picking up women who were you know in their 40s so it, it was a huge you know uh, thing for me that i got featured along with you know 39 other women i have to say why each of us have you know done whatever we've done in our lives and our careers it's not like uh, you know something very stupendous in terms of what the regular you know criteria are so uh, you know are we you know uh, startup founders of that kind or you know are we ceos no that's not the criteria okay. each woman has had a journey in her life which when you read the book and i would really urge everyone to read you will say oh my god she went through this and despite having gone through this she is where she is today Uh, so the compilation is very beautiful uh, some really really difficult lives women have led and despite that they have made it to wherever they are today and i think that is a huge achievement so that's uh, a more you know uh, a nicer part of you know the number 40 for me it's called magical 40 at 40 um, and uh, i i would really think everyone should read it just to kind of you know get inspired and say if they could make it we can also make it let's move on quite interesting yeah just to clarify i think um, we we have crossed 200 episodes so but uh, one thing that matches with uh, number 40 is i am 40 now now uh, sneha going back to you right uh, see uh, i always see these centennials and i get energized by speaking to people like you and you're always just uh, on the fly in terms of catching up with the trends creating that content which resonates with your age group so on and so forth right so i would like to ask this question in terms of how to i mean is there any strategy should be followed to post content on a social media especially to get the uh, attention of millennials centennials that's a very interesting question and um i will start that with a very simple st- um, answer that is a strategy is not mandatory 
there is no thing that a social media posting strategy needs to exist. Yes, um, for content creators, it is necessary to have the calendar and you um, figure out what you want to post, how many posts and all of that. But otherwise, having a defined strategy to post is not mandatory, according to me. But that does not mean one can be random while posting, because even that will not work. When you're posting, one needs to be intentional about what you're posting and more importantly, also be consistent about it. So um, even for um, taking myself in this, as an example, I do post every day. I may not even post once in three days or once a week, but I still make sure that I stay connected with the people in my network and with my followers through other means of content engagement. For example, a very genuine comment on, a, on another person's post, somebody in my network, or if somebody is putting up something which is an educational piece of content, a question which engages whatever they've posted, that the discussion is further going to move on as a trend. Things like these are also what are going to help you um, make sure that your brand is continuously sustaining and growing through means of your content, even if it's not something that is specifically posting on my page or if I'm posting something very, very regularly. So um, when you're posting something or when there is something that you really want to announce to your network, go ahead and post about it and make sure that whenever you're posting, that content is impactful and it is something which will help your audience connect as well as recall whatever you have written. Because even if I'm not posting every day, right now there is a very, very good chance that something I've written, let's say two weeks back, one month back, somebody will still remember that post with the kind of content that I put into it and the kind of whatever they derived when they read it. And that is important. So the strategy is not, but what you actually post is highly, highly important. Wow. That's a super, super tip, actually. Like, I completely concur with you. It's not about strategy. And, and moreover, see, we are not looking at the number of followers that we get, right? Uh, uh, it's all about as long as we are able to influence one person, that's enough, right? I'll, I'll be very honest here on the TGV platform. We never gone by the subscriber count. Of course, we have presence across 110 plus countries and all, but we never gone by counting okay what is what are we doing versus what others are doing and all it's all about as long as we get some response somebody saying that hey you know that episode was really good and i was able to land in a job after following the so and so tips and all right wonderful all right so this this has been fabulous conversation nirja and sneha but let us lighten up the mood of our audience okay i'm going to initiate a quick rapid fire round and again i'm going to ask you guys randomly a few questions and uh, if you are okay let's get started Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. I'm so energized. So I'll go with uh, Sneha first. Sneha, given a chance to time travel, would you go to past or cruise into future? At the moment, I would very much go back to the past to non-COVID times. That's one place I need to go to. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> All right. So this one is for you, Nirja. What, what would you do if you win a $1 billion lottery? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I am known to save every pie that I earn. <laughs> Not that I don't spend, but the first thing I will do is save. And so my financial consultant will be very happy to know that I've landed up with this kind of a bonus. By the, by the way, the financial consultant is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, on, on, on a more serious note, uh, you know, I do so much of pro bono work. I do so much of volunteering uh, because as you have seen uh, probably on my LinkedIn um, headline says, I'm passionate about bringing uh, a positive mindset shift 
uh, with every interaction that I have with any individual, especially women and students, I think I would put this money uh, completely to use to bring about that transformation. Uh, that's only that much pro bono that I could do. But if I, if I had that much money, I think we could transform lives and mindsets, more importantly, of so many more people. Yeah. Transform lives of millions across the globe, just like uh, what we are on a mission, right? Yeah, uh, definitely Absolutely. a noble cause to think of. And I really wish you win a $1 million lottery and uh, contribute to that cause. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, Sneha, going back to you, what is one random skill that you would like to learn? Random? So yeah. Like I said, upskilling is like the biggest motive in my life at this point, but very randomly, I've been meaning to learn swimming for a lot of time because I, I just love the water and I love waves in general. So it's going to be swimming. You know, <laughs> I, I shared the commonality. I've been thinking to learn swimming. But unfortunately, in 2020, I, I thought, okay, let me go along with my daughters and all now that uh, they're growing and all. But because of pandemic and all, all the pools were closed. But yeah, definitely 2022, I'm going to do that. And uh, <laughs> this is a reminder to me as well. <laughs> All right. Again, Nirja, uh, coming back to you, <clears throat> what is the most uh, funniest uh, moment in your life so far? Ah, okay. Uh, maybe my daughter should answer that because she'll tell you she's such a serious person <laughs> that there probably have not been so many funny moments. But yeah, you know, um, while you can call it funny also, but there have been moments where I have been walking on the road and people have come back and they've said, aren't you Nirja Ganesh? Uh, I've been at a coffee cafe uh, and these are people who have never known me from the past. I've never met them in my life. Okay, uh, Like recently we went to a cafe and despite being masked, somebody walked up to me and said, aren't you Nirja Ganesh? And I'm like trying to think, who is this? Uh, when I was working at National Education Society of Karnataka, uh, there was a vendor that they brought who should meet me because I was going to make a decision about a purchase. And the first thing he said was, madam, I've seen you on LinkedIn. So I think, you know, uh, in a way, people have seen and heard and known of me uh, from the various, you know, uh, platforms that I have been on. And I don't know that, you know, I've been able to create such an impact. So in a way, it's funny, but I'm so glad to have had a life and an opportunity to have created that impact. So, yeah, that's that's one thing. Yeah. Hearty congratulations on that, because it's so uh, surprising right some stranger comes us and recognizes oh my god <laughs> see that is indirectly uh, speaking volumes about the impact that you are going, you are creating in this uh, world of that's nice all right so thank you thank you sneha going back to you which celebrity would you like to meet okay so um i'd love to meet megha rao and yahya butwala they may not be very known names, but um, I've been focusing a lot on um, writing poetry or play. And these two are two of my favorite content creators and poets. And the way they write really, really, really is beautiful. So they're two people I'd love to meet. <laughs> awesome. And again, I wish you all the very best on that. And with that, uh, I'll open up your last bullet out of this rapid fire. And it is okay. Okay. Either of you can choose that bullet. So what is one uh, electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent by yourself? I would certainly want to invent Raymond's Anywhere Door or a time travel machine so that I can just move out of whatever COVID is causing and go someplace else at this point. <laughs> so do you watch Doraemon a lot? I used to, I no longer do, but I used to. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. When my first daughter, my elder daughter was born and all, and we used to be the Doraemon fans throughout the day. And I, I, I love all the gadgets that are <laughs> shared in those uh, uh, series and all Doraemon series. Yeah, <laughs> good one. Absolutely. Either I have one of his gadgets or I have a Doraemon itself. Either uh-huh. of them work. <laughs> all right. So fantastic. This has been very... Uh, Uh, fabulous uh, rapid fire round so with that let me flip back to the main stream and ask you one final question probably this question will be to uh, nirja since you had this two and a half decades of illustrious career and now you are inspiring millions of people okay through your various initiatives and majority of them on pro bono basis which is very tough to do i don't know how you are managing your time because you get invited to a lot of these talks podcasts and guest authoring, so on and so forth. So what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Um, I would say the time is now, right? Because this is what I've seen many, many people that I think I'll do it tomorrow. Let's, <laughs> let's wait for, you know, the right thing to happen. Like, for example, there was one, you know, lady. So I, when, I, when we did the session on content a couple of weeks ago, there were about 100 people who attended and I've really, frankly, not seen a single person take action. So these are my two things. The time is now and take action. Like somebody said, you know what? I'm going to get promoted next week. So first thing I'll do is update LinkedIn with my new title. And then maybe I'll start following whatever you told us. That never happens, <laughs> right? The right time is now. So even if you are in the worst of the situations, act do something towards what you wish to do. Like if Seya says, I want to write poetry, right? Or she wants to kind of, whatever she wishes to do. You could be in the dumps. The, the worst could have been happening around you. But can you take a small piece of action and move a little? Even if you're moving by one millimeter, it's okay. Over a period of time, you would see that you have gained that you know, strength and you have gained uh, that distance and you would have achieved and far you know, out achieved if, I, if there is a word, then what you actually aspire to be. So that's what I would say. The time is now, act. Wow. Yeah, I, I resonate with you. Many people procrastinate. I don't know what could be the reason and all, but they don't understand the value of time because uh, the other day I was going through a quote and what it said is time is like a running water. You cannot catch the same stream again, right? It was so profound and all. And thank you so much, Nija. This is a wonderful tip and I, I request all the audience to follow this tip and it is going to do wonders. Like, for example, I'll, I'll tell you my own journey. Like when I started podcasting, I never procrastinated. Like I attended course along with uh, 30, 40 people, but I was the first one to launch and I was the first one to cross 100. I'm the first one to cross 200 as, as well. Even I've surpassed my coach. And recently we embarked on this blogging journey. One day I thought, okay, let me blog. And we have already crossed 14 blogs right? Every week, do it consistently. But because once you do that, once you take the first step, right, automatically, we will be self-motivated. And by looking at the audience, by if especially if you are in the content uh, generation field or content creation stuff and all, right? Yeah. Wonderful. So it has been a pleasure talking to both of you, Nirja and Sneha. It, uh, it was an absolute um, honor to have you both on this show. And thank you so much for uh, being part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. And I thoroughly enjoyed 
every bit of this conversation and sneha continue that uh, energy and <laughs> i don't know i want to meet you in person sometime when i come to bangalore for sure <laughs> <laughs> and nirja you must do some live shows here when you are here absolutely <laughs> All right, and uh, thank you, Nirja, for all the work that you are doing and impacting the society. I really appreciate all the efforts, and uh, I wish you get more power to do such a lot of amazing activities and inspire the world. Thank you, and I must congratulate you and people like you who are launching these kinds of platforms for everyone to learn from. Because at the end of the day. uh you know there was a time when you'd say okay where where do we go and learn right today it's there on our fingertips uh and it's people like you who are you know building out this fantastic content uh and making it available on their fingertips so i would yeah. really urge the audience to stay tuned to this and whichever other you know form of uh, content that you wish to uh, even 5 minutes every day if you can sneak out and you yeah. can you know kind of uh, learn Uh, that will go a very long way yeah. so thank you sir navin for having both me and sneha on this <laughs> been absolute pleasure so thank you so much for having us <laughs> wonderful i loved the uh, uh, energy of both of you and all and i'll, I'll tell you one other thing on this note uh, uh, the vision of tgv right we want to become an encyclopedia of curated information right now uh, for example if you want to search for um, topic on mindfulness just go to youtube say the guiding voice mindfulness you will find an episode the guiding voice security you will find an episode like was any term you take prefixed by the guiding voice it should be available that's that's our vision and we are going to make it happen anyways with support of amazing uh, speakers and guests like you surely surely and you can see some reference coming from us also so absolutely <laughs> i'm going to ask anyways all <laughs> right definitely wonderful wonderful chalo thank you wonderful bye Yeah. Thank sure. you. So, folks, I think we had such an energetic conversation on building content to promote your brand or elevate yourself and all. And it was such an amazing information shared by Nirja and Sneha. And uh, I would also like to uh, hear from you in terms of what kind of uh, content building strategies have helped you to elevate your brand. so in case if you are watching this episode on youtube please leave a comment and in case if you have listened to this podcast on audio platforms do share your comments on any social media platform thank you so much in advance before we move into the trivia section here is a small request so in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified of all the future episodes and also Please share with uh, your friends or colleagues who can benefit from TGV because your friends can learn new stuff and we will gain some new subscribers. Also, do not forget to uh, provide your feedback because it will be amazing to see your feedback from various channels. Thank you so much in advance. All right, now let's cruise into the trivia section. So today's trivia is about content. We have spoken a lot about content. How do we build some useful content and how do we take it to the next level and how to elevate the brand, so on and so forth. and here is a question do you know how much content is getting generated or uploaded on youtube every minute surprisingly there are about 300 hours of video is getting uploaded to youtube every minute and uh, we will never ever run out of new content to watch on youtube in our lifetime probably it will take more than lifetime to cover all the content that is relevant to a specific topic that we are interested in as well and this is going to grow exponentially so interested to see what kind of content is going to come in future all right 
So that's about the trivia. That's all for today. And thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Navin Samala, a fellow IT professional on a mission to make difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you.